Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome. This is Ken Rashawn. I am in Washington, D.C., and it's a beautiful day. We have been waiting and deserving this for some time, so very excited about the weather. I might have to go to the park and walk for a while. I see um, the Key Smiley Movement has made another acquisition. They have bought a globe hat for you, Andrea, and you have secured the entire... Like my head is in the world. <laughs> well... Um, Thank you for actually making the bid and securing Keep Smiling Universal. That's awesome. So, <laughs> well, I mean, who causes um, smiles more out, than Universal, right? Right. And I did pass out Keep Smiling cards all day yesterday. I did have my picture taken with the Transformer. I wanted a picture of a Transformer with a Keep Smiling card. They uh, wouldn't allow me to do that. So, um uh, so there you go. I did say, well, I might Photoshop one in, and they're like, yeah, whatever. You know, they just ignored me. So <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, so I'm actually in – so you can see I'm wearing a seatbelt. I'm actually still in the car a few minutes from Universal, so we're about 10 minutes away from the parking lot. So my family will be getting out of the car during the show and uh, entering into the park, which we were there all day yesterday as well. So we're down at Universal in Florida, and that's where um, I was passing out keep smiling cards. And we have, of course, Doug is – one of our newest authors, and he is actually on the show today. So we're bringing Doug Grady on in any minute. But the hope is dope. I'm sorry, the dose of hope, because hope is dope is this one, this guy here. We have just printed the new one. It should be out in a couple weeks. But we have Doug and about seven other authors, some really brilliant people, including Rob Angel, the gentleman who created Pictionary. And thank goodness for Secret Knock, I'll tell you. Greg Reed picked a, a winner of a, an event because we met Doug there. We met Rob there. We met so many cool disruptors and people that are making the world better and bringing smiles. So let us. Uh, yeah, people who want to go to Secret Knock in September, uh, California is all open. So they're going to be uh, doing a really big Secret Knock this year at September 21st through the 23rd. And that's Greg Reed's event, Secret Knock. So you can reach out to Ken or I, and we'll be able to get you hooked up and see about getting you tickets so that you can join in on the fun. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, love on our sponsors as well. Why don't, I was I just about to ask if you wouldn't mind doing that because that's always something that helps the show. Absolutely. So our featured sponsors is opus.finance. That's O-P-E-S.finance, a crypto technology blockchain, and also bees.social, B-E-E-S.social. Doug, as we mentioned, we met at Secret Knock. He's a professional speaker and the author of The Ripple Effect, and his company's writings, trainings, and music are designed for one purpose, to help people reach their God-given potential. He uh, gives a significant portion of his time and money to local and global causes. He's been on several missions trips, uh, including Ecuador, where he helped build homes for the poorest of the poor. He also wrote the unofficial uh, Tough Mudder song after participating in his first Tough Mudder. He has been studying and teaching pathways to personal potential for over 20 years, and he's a graduate of uh, Tulane University, where he majored in political economy. And he's also had over 40 years in the insurance business, and he's been really helping people be financially fit. So we'll be talking about FinFit as well. Doug Grady, thank you so much for being to the show. Let me get you back on camera here and whoa i'm on a very bumpy road <laughs> you should be back on as soon as you uh allow that to be hi well hello you look very thin and fit <laughs> i am indeed man i'm a, i'm living the lifestyle it's one of the things i like about this company i'm working with just coming off of a uh, my brother was just in town coming off a workout from yesterday and we did our third do-it-anyway run at a farm, Ken. We were there with goats and chickens and sledgehammers and tractor tires, and part of our obstacle was filling up a wheelbarrow and moving it from one area of the farm to another. I think that was a little bit uh, 
uh, self-interest of the farmer, but it still was a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I was a little concerned when I heard sledgehammers and animals at the same time. So I live on, I live on a farm. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We have three chickens in our backyard, but this was a full-on farm, and was, we really had a great time. Where do you live? Uh, we live, my wife and I bought, Allison and I bought a house in Decatur, just an area called East Lake, just outside of Atlanta. Um, so we, we moved into this place. Before we moved in this place, she looked in the backyard and saw a chicken coop pen, and she said, I've always wanted chickens. And I'm like, how have I been with you for 11 years, and I've never known you've always wanted chickens. So needless to say, now we have chickens. <laughs> and do you, have, do you have chitlins too? Do you have kids? We have no chitlins, just just a dog and some chickens. Yeah, <laughs> dog and chickens. Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you for joining us with the uh, dose of hope. I have not read your story yet, so I'm eager to do that. But we're going to let the audience hear your story because you know that we're letting people download this book. Great. And there's there's going to be twelve volumes. So this is volume one and two. I don't have three hands, so I'm not going to show you number three. But take my word for it. There's a one and two. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> and they're 800 pages each, and we are going to be complete with this project, as far as God has told me, with 500 authors. So you are uh, helping us get to the 200. I think you are right around the 200th author. So thank you for being a part of it. And we want thank to know you. in this show who inspires you, because those would be the people we'd want to nominate and invite into the project as well. Great. To, uh, <clears throat> we believe that every single day you can choose whether you are grateful, you can choose whether you're at peace, you can choose whether you're going to be love and powerful, or you can choose to actually hunker down and be worried and let be defensive and complain, right? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so I wanted to um, invite you to kind of share what you may have shared in the story, and I'll, I'll ask the questions and go a little deeper than you did with the chapter, but... Um, First of all, where were you born, and uh, what was your childhood-family life like? Yeah, I was actually, Ken, I was born in Florida, not too far from where Andrea is right now. I was born in Ocala, Florida, in Ocala Hospital, uh, to a preacher and a nurse. Um, we moved around quite a bit at that point. Um, Protestant pastors would move churches, so we've lived in three different places in Florida. When I was 10 years old, we moved to Alabama, lived in three towns in Alabama, uh, around Birmingham area. Uh, I went to four different schools in uh, the Birmingham area. And uh, as an introvert, you have to kind of learn how to adapt around those weaknesses. Um, the first, I guess that the first major shift for me, I was a very shy, introverted, awkward kid. And my parents encouraged the arts. I was in the choir uh, I was in the band. I was in the, the so-called gifted classes. Um, and I wanted to kind of fit in. I wanted to be, um, I, I wanted to be accepted, whether that was a strength or a weakness. And I met a young man or a young kid that I really respected and I liked. And he was one of the few popular kids that was actually nice to me. And he was a wrestler. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll try to be a wrestler and so it was i was in eighth grade and just for, as soon as my parents allowed me to rebel against the arts and the academics i i became a wrestler uh in in junior high school and it sounds like a young age but i was you know wrestling against kids that have been wrestling since they were two years old and so i had a lot of catching up to do uh, but i was very coachable and i i guess i had some sort of natural inclination for it and had a coach who just really poured into me and really believed in me and really encouraged me. And I got pretty good. I got pretty good as a junior high school kid and then um, moved into high school. We moved to yet another school when I was in 10th grade and they didn't have a wrestling team. So I actually became the Leeds high school wrestling team. I was the entire <laughs> team. Wow. My father would drive me to practice. Uh, I would practice with another team. I would compete as a team. Uh, and because I was pretty good, I would, you know, I, it was funny. The Leeds High School wrestling team actually beat entire teams because the way the point structure and work and so forth. Mm. Uh, but the, the thing, the thing about that, Ken, it was the first thing that gave me any confidence as a kid that gave me any sort of, um, ex excelling at something as a kid. Well, let's, and let's I, hold for a second here. Yeah. Cause you're going to tell the whole story and I'm not going to, I'm going to forget some of the questions I have. All right. Got it. 
So uh, first of all, thank you for going so deep. And I relate to it because I was an army brat myself. So 13 moves in basically 13 years. And I would uh, describe myself as an introvert. And so I want to ask you a couple questions about introvert, extrovert. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So first of all, I don't want to answer them as an introvert, but as a, I get it. Adapting introvert, I'll do my best. Well, I appreciate that. So I've seen you on stage. I've seen you play music. I've seen you sing. I've seen you speak. And um, are you an introvert or an extrovert when you're on stage? I don't know. I just am. I I just do what I do. So you do what you do, okay. um, I don't feel any reservations when I'm on stage. So you feel comfortable uh, there, which would be... very comfortable, yeah. Yeah, so when you're, if you're comfortable, I'll I'll just say that you're probably, maybe not extrovert, but you're not introvert either. You're kind of like in that happy place of either. Well, that that was a learned skill for me. It took a while. Well, I'm going somewhere with this, and it's because I relate to what you're saying, and during the show when someone says something and it sounds like an interesting topic, I sometimes divert and make a little bit of focus on it. So one of the things I'm thinking about here is hypothesis. Work with me on this one. All right. Okay. You moved around a lot. So you were the new kid on the block everywhere you went and that causes more shyness, not more confidence because everyone else knows each other. You're the outsider and you have to kind of fit in. So, Your childhood and moving around probably made you a little more of a global thinker or more adaptable to change in situations and ripples, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that it also caused you to be more introverted. Could be. Because I was very introverted. I was bullied. And I was everything that I'm kind of hearing. You were lacking confidence because I was constantly having to adapt and change. And and uh, so I was wondering how that impacted your your life because I did kind of the same thing you did. I overcompensated for the introversion. I didn't want to be shy. I didn't want to be a coward. I didn't want to be lacking confidence. So I became a DJ. I became an mm-hmm. officer in the army. I, be- I went to speech classes. I-, I did everything I could to throw myself at that fear that I had, which is mm-hmm. just being in front of people and being introverted. Yeah, I guess for me, Ken, it was the sports was the thing that I threw myself into. And- same here. And so uh, when when I had a vehicle that I was focused on, that I was getting pretty good at, that I liked, that was challenging, um, the introvert, the, the, the lack of confidence went away a little bit. The caring about how uh, – caring about my personality or deficiencies of my personality was less mm-hmm. important because I was in a group. I was in a community. I had a focus. I had a goal. And so I, I'm still kind of like that, really. I mean, when I'm around community, I'm, I'm a lot better with my personality. <laughs> yeah. And so I've, I've just never had this conversation. Uh, I wasn't predicting it would happen. But what I'm, I'm feeling here is my son, I watched him go from introvert to, I would say, very extroverted because he became an author of a book. I started bringing him on podcasts. I started having him tell jokes. And, the, and he never wanted his picture taking, never wanted videos of him, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so I am kind of getting that introversion or extroversion is really programmed just like everything else. Yeah, could be. Yeah. And, and so I had never really explored that conversation. But I think that the opposite side of it is that you're very comfortable being by yourself if you are introverted. And people that are extroverted, they really have a hard time being by themselves sometimes, you know? Yeah. They have to be connected to people. And I, I get up usually around 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. every morning. Wow. I, and okay. I, do my, I do my writing then. I can write from 2 to 6 or 3 to 6. And I, and I make these books happen. All this stuff behind mm-hmm. me happens because I feel so connected to the focus and clarity of what I want to do with my mission, hmm. which is, you know, cause smiles and create legacies for leaders. So um, thank you for the book, You're by welcome. the way. And um, I read this morning. I, it's funny, but you, you get a book and a lot of times you say thank you and you don't really get to it. And so I'm so glad I got to read it today. And you had some really powerful books that you recommended in, in this book as well. And I got to know you a lot better. And it's, it's such a great book. And you had some really powerful people attest to it. I mean, you had Brian Tracy, you had Dr. Mm-hmm. Ivan Meisner, you had Dan Lear. I mean, all kinds of cool people. So you've been in this business of leadership and speaking for quite some time because this book is not just a year old or two. I have. I got in the business 
1994, Ken, I was in the, out of, straight out of college, I went to California. My brother made the mistake of inviting me to live with him and his newlywed wife. And when they kicked me out, I had to get a job. And so I answered an ad in the paper for financial services professional. Six weeks later, I was selling life insurance for a company called Agon, which I'm still connected with to this day, interestingly enough. But I was just, I was in the industry for about four years. What it did is it really got me really passionate about personal growth because I saw how I could learn something, how it made an immediate difference in my professional life and many times my personal life all at the same time. And it, it kind of formed the basis of what I'm still doing to this day, which is talking to people about personal growth and how it impacts not just the person, but the profession as well. Um, so I left that industry. I, I drove my car. I had all my belongings in my little Lexus coupe that I had as a 20 five, 26 year old, I drove from California to Miami, Florida, and I started working with Dan Lear and a man by the name of Peter Montoya. So I've known those guys for a very long time mm. selling. And I wanted to go in as a sales position. I had this guy come into my office and sell a Brian Tracy seminar. His name's Tom Gundrum. And we became friends and he tried for about a year and a half to recruit me. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. When I finally said, okay, I'll work with you. He didn't have a position for me. So I drove from California to Miami, Florida, without really a position. I just started working on the phones, which is not what I wanted to do. Uh, but because of that background in the insurance business of setting a lot of meetings, I said so many meetings on the phone, they had to have somebody to go out and run the meetings. Mm. And so that person was me. And that That's was good. my start in the seminar business, speaking to groups and talking about Brian Tracy seminars at that time. And on some level, that's what I've been doing ever since talking to groups and sharing ideas and giving an invitation to some type of call to action. And uh, that's, that's how I met you. Yeah. So let's take a, a little, we're going to do a couple quick segues and then we're going to go deep in the second segment into FinFit. Okay. Cause okay. I, I want to talk about that ideology and I want to talk about it from a standpoint of, we just go really deep in that conversation. But for right now, okay. um, <clears throat> first of all, he's mentioned secret knock. How did you hear about that? I, actually came to Secret Knock as a participant. I met Greg Reed uh, with a woman named Nierka when I was in California building um, High Achievers, which is a mm -hmm. seminar yep. company still around today, worked with some of the top speakers in the country. And Don Hobbs was at that yeah. get-together as well. We've become good friends. And so I'd already he was at Habitude Greg. too, right? Yeah, Don's been at Habitude, and, yeah. and uh, I believe I've seen you at Habitude, along yep. with Dan Lear and several other people. And so I think it was Eric Swanson that invited me to come to Secret Knock. So I came as a participant one year. It was on the 10th year anniversary that Greg invited me to speak. So there was only – I was the only non-celebrity first-time speaker. It was me and the Iron Cowboy, some dude that yeah. had 50 triathlons in 50 days. I mean, you know, talk about – a fit lifestyle. Uh, so it was really, uh, I felt quite honored to be a part of that and uh, to share the stage with some of the great business and celebrity titans of our generation. So that's how I heard about it. And uh, Greg and I've had a couple of nice conversations through the years and met with him and his, uh, at the time it was, uh, I think he was in, just in the air in San Diego. I think he's moved on to his grandiose area uh, of life, but uh, we've had some great conversations and it's a great community and I, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, you had a great presence on stage. Your energy is really awesome. Uh, one of the questions I typically ask at the close of the show is the rapid fire, what book changed your life? And um, I, you had such great ones. You had so many that I wouldn't actually check out. And I wanted to read a couple of these to the audience and have you pick one that you recommend someone to, to buy uh, given that we're coming out of a pandemic, new mindset. And so here we go. Okay. Um, so <laughs> how to make anyone fall in love with you, the secret power of middle children. Um, put your big girl <laughs> panties on. That's the one I, <laughs> I was laughing about. Um, this is why you're fat. The owner's <laughs> the brain. And it's 1,005 pages. I mean, I, got I have to get that one. That's yeah. a really good one, huh? All right. <laughs> you're killing me. Uh, the procrastination... <laughs> workbook <laughs> um let's see change or die Fourteen thousand things to be happy about no, that is that one is a good one uh this one eight thousand seven hundred eighty nine words of wisdom mm. 
365 Ways to Boost Your Brain Power, 287 Secrets to Reinventing Your Life. I, and then we'll, we'll just, I won't go through every one of them, but I'll say get the book. It's on page 111 and 112. There's a nice list here. And plus the whole book is just wonderful. But um, the last one, the only book on success you'll ever need, volumes one, two, three, four, and five. Five, right. Five is the only one you need, really. No, I, 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 can't, I haven't read any of those books. Uh, it was just to make a point. There's so much stuff out there and ultimately it's our choices that make the difference and a, a book that's helped me make some really great choices is a book called power versus force by david r hawkins just an absolute game changer for the people that are serious enough to read it study it and apply it and what'd you learn from that book i learned that we're either tapping into our higher self or something less than our higher self and it's in life is about creating conditions favorable for the experience of life that we're committed to mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. And we're either moving toward that, which is power, or we're moving away from that, which is some type of force. Awesome. Well, I think this is a relevant segue for Andrea because I know that she is a friend of yours as well. So, Andrea, why don't you ask a final short question and short response, Doug, and we're going to go to break, and we'll come back and take a deep dive into FinFit. Uh, so um, a good segue would be uh, telling a little bit more uh, about the ripple effect. So about two to th two to three minutes there, and then we'll we'll go to break. Well, Ken, I actually opened the the session today with choice, and that's the subtext of the book: is that one simple choice can change the course of our life. And at the time, I was in a uh, just a devastating experience of life. I was struggling in every. I won't go into the ugly details, but I was really struggling. Well, give, give and, one detail so just, uh, because it's I relevant. Was, I was heavily in debt, six figures to the IRS. I was, mm -hmm. I had a very bad attitude. I was drinking excessively. This was a very good day. You know, I mean, I was just an absolute wreck. I was spiritually, mentally, emotionally, just as we say in the South, scattered, smothered, and covered. I was just, uh, <laughs> uh, and I was out of shape, which is one of the biggest things that keeps me grounded as a man, as a person. And when during those times, the things just, then life just kind of sucks. It's difficult to make, it's, it can appear very difficult to make choices that, that change our life. And it can appear that they don't matter. But this is an illusion because we can always make one simple choice that moves us into the experience of life that we say we want that we're not getting or not getting consistently for me that one simple choice as you know was a recommitment to exercise and eventually it didn't happen overnight didn't happen over 12 nights didn't happen over 40 nights but eventually that one choice changed everything one simple choice hmm. truly can change the course of your life choose power that, that is beautiful i love that doug and I didn't know that about you, so much more respect for you. So Thank you. thanks for sharing that. Andre, you're going to take us to break? Yes, um, and speaking of uh, fit and exercise, uh, last year during COVID, I think I walked an average of uh, a quarter of a mile a day. <laughs> and Great. yesterday, I walked 7.1. Boy, talk about wow. waking up and thinking like, well, let's uh, just automate. That is so funny, too. No preparing. Let's just do it. And today, we're doing the same wow. thing. So lots of fun. You can just force yourself to do it and be fine. That's, that's and we want to thank our... Yeah, thanks. Our, well, that was because we we're at the theme park, but a good excuse, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so our sponsors are Opus.Finance, a cryptocurrency changing the world, crypto technology changing the world. And that's Bees.Social, Bees.Social, B-E-E-S.Social, financially helping you with cryptocurrency all around the world. The Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, my EMF fix dot, or excuse me, the EMF Fix.com, MyMakeupLady.com, Lynn Benavides, The Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, and Voice America Influencers Channel. And we're talking to you. I'm live at Universal Studios in the parking lot, <laughs> in the parking garage. And your host is Ken Rishon talking to you live from the Baltimore, D.C. area. And we're speaking with Doug Grady, and we'll be back after these. And messages. he's live. He's live, too, though. I want to make sure everyone knows he's live. I am live. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome, welcome. This is Ken Roshan on the Influencer Channel on Voice America. So happy to be with Doug Grady. And we had a wonderful conversation about his childhood and some of the choices he's made and how those ripple effects actually caused him to be not only a better person, but a person he loves. So I had a great conversation with you about the introversion and extroversion of our psyche. <clears throat> I would like to ask you regarding your FinFit, I have a TED Talk in the making that is, what is your SPH? And I wouldn't expect you to know what that is because the, the talk has not been released, but SPH stands for smiles per hour. And I, right. I believe that the higher your smiles per hour are, the higher your fin fit is. But I'm also going to say the higher your fin fit is, the higher your smiles per hour are. I would agree. <laughs> so I love the name of the company. And I also love the fact that you're, you're using the two aspects that feed each other. Mm-hmm. The fitter you are, the more you attract financial, and the more financially you are, the more fit you also can become because you have more time, you have more focus, and you love yourself, uh, and you can make more impact. I agree. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to steal your thunder. I know that's some of the things you'd say. I'm just letting you know that I love your company logo, and I love that you're um, making that your identity, and I sure feel a little naked with my bald head here that I don't have a fin fit hat. A little not mad about it. Just a little. See what we can see what we can do there, Ken. See if we can make something happen for you. Hey, I'll wear it. I'll wear it because I just told you I believe in it. Awesome. So, so let's talk about this. Uh, let's take the deep dive on uh, several levels. All right. So first of all, um, can, we're just going to back up just a smidge. The pandemic. Okay. So, did the pandemic impact you? I'm sure it did. But how did it impact you? And how did this come to play? Yeah. The in the. I was set for my best year ever, Ken, at the uh, beginning of 2020, um, 2019, excuse me. And uh, so right along the way, um, I was I had two speaking engagements, one in Washington State, and then I came in from Washington State to do a speaking engagement in Birmingham, Alabama, talk about a commute. Uh, and it's just, this is with Equitable, uh, greatest, great, great company, one of the greatest clients I've ever worked with. And I went down to Apalachicola Bay, stayed in a hippie commune for three and a half days. I didn't know it was at the time, but it was this little shack. It was a great price because there's no internal bathrooms. And uh, literally, I was living in a hippie commune. It was quite the experience. I called my wife and said, I, I think I'm trying to be a hippie. She said, you'll never be a hippie. You're a beach bum. I said, okay. <laughs> That's probably more accurate. So at least I had a beach right there by the hippie commune, had a great kind of cool down period after this major travel and major uh, speaking engagements. And as soon as I got back to the ATL, everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, what I actually did, Ken, is I, I, I have some co- had some coaching clients at the time. Many of them were in financial services. Most of them uh, are in financial services, financial advisors, insurance professionals, division managers of companies like Equitable, New York Life. And so I actually invested in some online training on how to develop a group online coaching program, which I did. So I launched that for Equitable down in Florida. My wife got, before that, Allison got laid off. Our lease was up. We had nowhere to stay. And so we had this great epiphany, power versus force, baby. You know, why don't we just go down to Florida 
and live on the beach. So we lived in St. Pete Beach for a month on the beach. We were a block and a half from the sunrise, two and a half blocks from the sunset. I launched a group coaching program with Equitable right in that same area, in the Tampa area. Uh, stayed a month in North Naples. And so we just got to be, you know, got to, I, I worked. She collected shells and did whatever she did. She's worked very hard, but she had a couple months to not work, which was awesome. Came back to Atlanta and uh, continued that group coaching. Uh, but for some time, I've been thinking about the people that I work with in the financial services industry. Because Well, let me ask you a question about that uh, Tampa yeah. move, because Clearwater is the number one, if you Google it, the number one destination place to go for beautiful beach water. Yeah, we just had our first director meeting for FinFit Life. It was at the Sand Key Resort in Clearwater, the largest private beach in the country. Absolutely beautiful. I love it down there. So it's you're kind of- By the way, that's where I'm staying. Our Airbnb is there in Hudson, Ohio. So we're just uh, 40 minutes north or south of it. Yeah, it's okay, beautiful so, place. Love it down so there. So Doug, I'm kind of uh, wanting to add one more uh, component, if not two. So you got, we were talking about the financial and the fit having a higher SPH, but- there's another aspect of it. If you're in an area that has lots of sun and lots of energy, it allows you to really feel connected to having that fit and mindset, Yeah. which also it, but there's another component to it. It attracts more people like you. Well, that's the third part of the name of the company. It's FinFit Life. It's, so it's financial fitness, physical fitness, and the lifestyle to enjoy them. That's really what mm. the company embodies for the clients, for the associates, and really for the world. And that's what attracted to me to the organization, a man that I did business with uh, in the financial services world, 23 years with the same company. I've been in his offices from Atlanta down to Tampa, known him for 12 years. And I saw that he had gone from this organization to – uh, thin fit life. And, you know, I've had a tremendous respect for the financial services industry. I've been, it's where I got raised, so to speak in the, in the well, business you give, world. You can give him a shout out. Let him know you said his name on the show. If you want, Yeah, his name's Lou Garcia and Lou and I um, have done, had done business in Atlanta and, and in a couple offices in, in Florida. And when I saw that he was now with FinFit Life, uh, he'll he'll go down as my recruiter, but I kind of recruited myself. I said, what are you up to? How did you leave this company after 23 years? What's it all about? So I've had a respect for the industry, a tremendous respect, but it wasn't until I saw this really unique combination of physical fitness, financial fitness, and lifestyle in an organization that truly walks its talk. That's when I said, you know what? I'm going to really take a look at this, kind of peel back the onion a little bit and set them in. So I've been in for about five months um, building a team. The company will go international as early as next year, which is very exciting. And I get to help people with their, not just their finances, but their their fitness as well. Andrea was talking about the step up in her, the step up in her step up. So our clients get a, either an Amazon halo or they get a Apple watch for 25 bucks. And this little thing is, this is, I mean, this is like a blessing and a curse. I get to like 8,000 steps. I'm like, oh, I could make 10,000 walking around the house at 10 o'clock at night, you know, but it really has incentive. I'm a fit guy anyway, but it's incentive. I don't like cardio. I don't like running. And this little thing has kind of encouraged me to do more cardio, more running. I did my first Spartan race uh, in Florida. This was about two months ago. I, and I don't know if you know this, Ken, I have two prosthetic hips. So this was the biggest thing I'd ever done on the mm. bionic hips. And uh, it's just, I like the lifestyle, I like the encouragement, and I really like the ha- being able to help people with their finances, not just their finances, but with their fitness as well. If you think about the companies that want you to live the longest or the entities that want you to live the longest, it's you, hopefully your friends and family, and the insurance company. <laughs> so that, the company we work with primarily is John Hancock. The longer you live, quite frankly, the more profitable they are but they're actually incentivizing the client like nobody else does to be fit, to be healthy. And our clients live actually an average of three to four years longer. More importantly, they're having uh, a more qual, a better quality of life as right. defined by they get out more, they're playing with their grandkids, they're playing golf, they're going to universal studios they're going to, you know, they're not, we can be sedentary at age 40 or age 70 or even age 20, but the more active we are, the more engaged we are, the better quality of life we have. So that's the, that's the message that we're giving to people is just, and it, it's just simple choices, simple steps. So it completely resonates with, my mission of helping people just reach their potential. Well, you just gave me a, 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 a the fourth idea. We have a new website. Uh, Andre has been working on this for a good part of this year. And 
www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com. If you haven't been there in a while, it's like going to Tampa. I mean, it is beautiful. It has everything you want. And guess what the fourth thing is going to be that I just came up with because of you, Doug, because of you. You ready? Goodness. I don't know. What are you wearing that makes you happy? Okay. Love that. And so that's called affiliate marketing. So you connect. So when you showed that, you gave me the idea that one, your company should have these things on their website that says, hey, if you want to buy these things, we'll make it easy for you, all these things. And we give a portion of the proceeds that we get as an affiliate marketer to X, you know, the key smiling movement, of course. And, uh, <laughs> and you just gave me the idea that there are, there are products that you wear that when you're wearing something like Fin, uh, fin Fit Life hat, you actually are becoming that identity. So when I ask you for that hat, it's not just because I believe in what you have. It reminds me when I'm wearing it. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like a friend of mine gave me a world and it had, um, it had peace and it had music. And so I thought, you know, music connects the world. I always feel at peace when I'm having that, when I have that hat on. People always make compliments about it. So yeah. there you go. So um, I wanted to ask you, because I've had uh, a little bit of ADD distraction because you got some cool stuff behind you. <laughs> so you have, have that too. So you have a sign behind you and I, I do. I, and it says, this is it. So tell me what that sign says and why it's there. It says, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was saying something like that. So um, during the campaign for uh, Biden and Trump, there was this, uh, this real estate guy and he put a sign up and it said, I'm not running for any office, but uh, this is my sign. <laughs> and I just wanted to have a sign up. So, and he has real estate information at the bottom. So that's pretty funny. And how yeah. about the uh, thing right behind you? It looks like um, it's, it's more of a uh, drawing to your, to your left, yeah, right my behind left. you. Yep. The, the ripple effect it, book. This? Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. This is the ripple effect book. This, the on the wall is just the it's just the cover of the book my printer gave me that and i just framed it just to remind me that i wrote a book <laughs> that's a that's a good thing to remember yeah. you know but uh in, because i'm a big proponent of leaving a legacy like when you did this book in 2012 if you said goodbye to the world in 2011 we didn't have a piece of your download of your heart and your mind in 2013 we did and what, what difference did it make for you? Because I'm just a big proponent of download your heart and your mind so that the people you love know what you're thinking and also the people you can help that you don't have to even know you're helping them. It's a ripple effect in itself. Yeah, that's uh, before I answer the question, I'm going to tell you, I, I got a very specific answer for you, but I never set out to write a, write a book. I was just so wrecked. I just was, it was kind of therapy for me. I would just wrote <clears throat> about this just absolute breakdown that I had. Every year of my life was just a suck. And uh, I just wrote it to kind of work through that a little bit. And I wrote a, wrote a little article called The Ripple Effect, talked about making a recommitment to physical exercise, how that helped me make some other choices that were consistent with coming out of this hellhole. And this this little lady at the Buckhead Business Associates, she, Association, she was a real estate lady. And I mean, just, I mean, a little old lady. She was probably 85 and very little. Uh, but a dear lady and she had, and I saw, and we became, we're, we were friends and she came to me one day, she had this little purse and she pulled her, the article out of the purse. She said, one of my friends was going through a really hard time and I gave him your article. This is another copy of it. And, and it was just like, it just blew my mind that this woman had given someone else that was struggling something out of her purse. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe this could be a book. Maybe this could be something that fits in a purse. <laughs> maybe it'd be something that fits in a back pocket. So that was the reason for the size. And all it was was a collection of blogs. It was just stuff that I wrote that was I was going through. And to answer your question, I know it's a long way to get there. It's been the single most important and valuable thing that I've ever done for business. It's gotten me in more door. And I never did it for business. Mm-hmm. I never did it to be strategic. I'm, strategy is one of my weaknesses. So it was never done to be strategic, but strategically it's been the best thing I've ever done for business. Well, I, I'd like to just add a comment to what you were saying about you didn't plan on writing the book, but I remember when I wrote my first book, now I did intend to write a book and I did intend to explain why networking was so important to me. So I wrote a book called Becoming the Perfect Networker, Succeeding One Connection at a Time. But when you write a book, you actually call yourself to be. So 
the integrity of what you are proclaiming that you're giving to the world, you have to right. step up. You have to step up. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the coolest therapeutic exercises of writing a book is that you commit to yourself. If I write it, I do it. If, oh. I, write it, if I write it, I be it. And if I write it, I will have it. So I, I really, I, I like to bring that part out. And that's why I love having authors on the show because authors are already leaving a legacy just because they downloaded their heart and their mind just right yeah. there. But then you get to have, like you said, the business card. And I have three books this size and it's one of my favorite um, dimensions because it is something you can put when you're traveling. You can put it so, right in your cargo pocket. So if I could just feed this back to you without writing this book, you probably would smile a lot less. <laughs> Go <All right>? ahead. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> you wrote the book, so you got to keep smiling, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, that is actually true. Um, when I see, and I'm going to just hold different cards up, the Chinese one or uh, the Hindi one, all of them trigger that I am, have something to be grateful for. All of them trigger that I have a choice in that moment. So you are right, 100% right. So let's take a deeper dive, real deep dive right now. We have about 10 minutes till we go to sh- uh, rapid fire. So this is deep, deep, deep dive. Uh, may interject every once in a while a question, but how does one take the first step out of this pandemic and really claim a fit, fin fit lifestyle? I think it's just looking at something you're not doing that if you did it would make a difference. It could be 5,000 steps. Uh, you know, um, Andrea talked about going from a quarter of a mile to 7.1 miles. That could be very daunting for people. Maybe it's going from a quarter mile to a, a half mile. Maybe it's, you know, laying the, it's, it's making simple shifts that can make a difference. Maybe it's going to the grocery and picking out uh, some vegetables when you're buying less of stuff that, is not healthy and, and a little more of stuff. I mean, look, I last night we had some company in town. My brother was here. We had ice cream with a uh, raspberry brownie, and it was delightful. Uh, but often when we buy the two, – two out of three of those ice creams were not cream-based. They were – one was plant-based, one was cashew-based. I really can't tell the difference. And the stuff that's cashew-based and plant based is like has half the fat and half the sugar so it's just making these little simple shifts that can make a difference on the on the fitness side on the health side it doesn't have well, to, like to be all or that. nothing well i'd like to speak on that for a second because when you let's say you you drink okay that's a vice maybe and you decide you're going to go walk you're not actually just doing one little thing you're actually removing a, an option possibly too right so if you walk an hour, you may actually feel much better and say, I really don't want to drink. I feel good. Yeah. So- yeah. The, the three biggest killers for people are physically are over smoking, over drinking and overeating. Those are three of the things that lead to some of the most devastating health impacts. And so, uh, but there, there's one, one thing on this, one thing that actually transforms all three of those. And it's, physical exercise people exercise Mm -hmm. they're going to smoke less maybe not smoke at all they're probably going to drink less at least they're not going to drink when they're exercising probably (laughs) maybe uh and they're (laughs) probably going to eat better and so you know for and it's interesting that's the message of been fit life but that's been the message of my life i mean can you see how this kind of resonated with me of it's course, just making of a simple shift in fitness can transform everything and then on the financial side i mean there's really no true health without wealth there's no true wealth without health we all know people that are incredibly successful financially and professionally but they're absolute wreck physically i mean they're out of shape they're they've got diabetes, they've got disorders with their body. And on the flip side, we know people that are the fittest people in the world. They can run a triathlon, a triathlon, they could be 5% body fat, but their finances are an absolute wreck. So for us to have true health, it, it requires to have some fitness on the financial side. And for us to have fitness on the financial side, it's can be difficult to do that without being healthy. So it's both of those things combined that create a less stressful life that create a more fuller experience of life. And I've, I've done okay on the fitness side. I've done okay on the money side. I've done, you know, I've been a solopreneur and I've, I've done okay, but I've made a lot of mistakes financially. And a lot of people make a lot of mistakes financially. And we're helping people to kind of plug up some of those mistakes and get some vision in their, some of their blind spots. And um, part of that is quite frankly, how they take care of their health. 
Well, I don't know if this is going to show up. I was hoping it would, but this is a book that I did <clears throat> called The Perfect Net Workout, and it has muscle with a gold coin in it. It's yin and oh, yang yeah. of, of fit and fit, uh, fit, fin and fit. So I, I would like to welcome you because we're republishing the fifth volume. Okay, and great. Dag Nabbit, we need to have this information that you have uh, in this book because I would really update it nicely. Yeah, it's a perfect net work out. Out. So yeah. it's like not only about networking, but it's the workout of networking. So net work out. So it's a, a nice way because net and then work and then out. So very awesome. Uh, if and I then, could just make a side point on that, I've got four associates on my team that are from our boot camp that I lead on Saturday mornings. And it was just oh, yeah? talking. To, it wasn't talking about money, so so to speak. It was more talking about, look, it's talking about fitness, which we all share, and talking about business, which we're all in. We just happen to market a financial product, but it's a lifestyle company. It's about creating the lifestyle that we want to experience more of and having less of what we don't. So that talk about a network out. That's case in point. I'm, I hear you. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, I will, I, I will return the favor of thanking you for sending me a book. I'm going to send you a copy of that. I'm right. going to send it to you electronically. And then if you want to be in it, I'm going to send it to you when your chapter's in it. Cause I want to, I do want to include you. Um, so I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you between the eyes with a, an analytical. Are you ready? I'm ready. So you're not, you're not uh, financially fit. You're not uh, physically fit and you're not spiritually fit. Is there some type of analysis or some type of questionnaire survey? You can measure where you stand, uh, you know, like credit karma. Credit Karma tells you how you're doing with your credit. Is there some type of thing you can take that you guys offer? Financially, there's we can always go through an assessment and go through where we are financially. Um, those things are can become clear through honest answers to specific questions, knowing where the money goes, knowing where it's not, knowing where the uh, what the advantages and disadvantages are of where money is. For example, most people have money sitting in a savings account earning less than 1%. That's what you call lazy money. So if mm -hmm. we can get our money less lazy, maybe work very hard for the money, but their money's not working hard for them. So that's pretty easy, quite frankly, to analyze. Where are you unfit with your finances and similar on the physical side? We can go through a physical assessment, which I've been through many of those with different people and different types of assessments, some measure of body, some measure of fitness on various levels. So I think it's just having the vulnerability and the courage to put ourselves through some type of assessment so we're not living blind uh, with our finances or our body. Well, I think this is actually um, my million-dollar gift to you is that you have a fin-fit life score. And right. you take the three dimensions of it. It becomes a circle, It's a and it's divided into three spots. And your happiness index on all three of those is measured by how fit, financially fit you are, how physically fit you are, and where you are. I would almost call it spiritually, but your lifestyle. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. love it. And when you have those right there, like that last thing I had as a drawing, the yin and yang, but you mm -hmm. take out the yin and yang and you just have those three quadrants and you show how one is working and the other one's not and how they all balance each other when they're working together. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Really like so, that. Thank you. And, and I'll tell you what's really amazing about this, Doug, is that when you bring this to the powers to be to include yourself and you design this correctly, it becomes a freebie um, lead gen of get your score and we guarantee we'll get your score up 10% in 30 days, like that kind of love it. statement. And mm -hmm. so, cause I love what you're talking about here and I can buy into it. Not only can I buy into it, I'm asking this question as a person that says, I want to know what my score is because I want to get higher. I want mm -hmm. cause the higher you are, the longer you live and the more your SPH is just miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Well, well, to help you get high uh, in in the in the in the in a lovely, beautiful sense of euphoria, uh, we have uh, less than four minutes to. Find okay, out so it is rapid fire. Euphoria. So rapid we rapid. already we already did the book. So we're going to go to movie. What movie inspires you? Caddyshack. That is a great one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andre. <laughs> What's the song that really inspires you? El Invento by Jose Gonzalez. That's a new one. Thank you. Uh, yes. Who's who's your hero? Wow. Uh, probably my mom. Okay. And part B, who inspires you? Has to be someone different. 
Um, hmm. Okay, so your penalty for not answering quickly is you have to give me three later. Okay. <laughs> All right, Andrea? Uh, well, when you were a child, what did you want to grow up and be? I wanted to be a veterinarian for a lot of my youth. Cool. Uh, who is someone you haven't met that you'd like to meet? Uh, wow, that's a good one. Um, I think I'd like to meet. Um, I think I'd like to meet Anthony Hopkins. That's a good one. Oh, We're down to two minutes. I'm going to finish with. I'm going to finish with one last question. What is a quote you live by? Do it anyway. That is a good one. Well, Doug, you're such a gem. I mean, you really. You wear your heart, man. You really uh, show who you are and that you care. And I can see that your hat means not only what you want to portray the world, but that you're going to help people get there. So thank, thank you for you. sharing these gold nuggets. And I hope that little bit that I gave you at the end can um, help put you on the map even bigger to make an impact. So thank you so much. Paul Palmer, my pastor, inspires me. 69 oh. years old. He'll be living on the streets of Atlanta for 69 hours to help the homeless and help victims of trafficking. I'm going to be with him for about 36 of those hours. We want his story for Dose of Hope. Awesome. All right. Thank you. And with that, we only have 60 seconds. So opus.finance, bees.social, the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, the EMF Fix, the Ripple Effect by Doug Grady, Voice America Influencers Channel, MyMakeupLady.com, Lynn Benavides, and back to you, Ken. This is Andrea Adams-Miller, executive producer. We interviewed Doug Grady and Ken Rashawn. You saw his brilliance today. Here we go. go ahead, Doug, Ken. I'm going to say it on the air. I want everyone to know. I love you, and I love <laughs> InFit Life. So I, 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 am, I am bringing it in. I want this identity, too. I guess I'll be checking my mailbox every day next week to make sure I got my hat coming. My smiles per hour are up because of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Stay amplified. We'll see you next week. Awesome. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.